previously on the Dave and Steve show. Like he he was big into the shtick and the and the da 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 da. I can't do it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. he would he would find out who said they had a crush on Valerie Bertinelli, and he'd just show up in the middle of the night and beat you with a sock full of soap. Peruvian shamans performed an ancestral ancestral. Stop the show. (laughs) Stop the show. Stop the show. We can call the segment Dave gets pissed off at his own segment and cuts it early. You are not taking the seat from me. I don't I don't care if this mother's separated from her child. The seat is important to me for three hours. You were a decent break dancer, Dave. No. You really were. No. I I watched you do a couple of you had your specialties, right? (laughs) Yeah, flailing like a white kid. I don't want this. Throw it in the garbage right now, and please just finish this so I never have to see you again. Let's scoop poop in the uh, parade. What we can do is we can go as break dancers. Uh, hang on. I, I flew to Dubai. Well, no, you hang with, on. Uh, um, no, you hang on. My right. name's I'll hang not, on. not barely in the show. And he gave us extra money to do the end, and it was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is what working is? <laughs> show number 28 of the dave and steve show i am dave sitting right alongside me i'm here 27 miles away is steve and from parts unknown the lovely and buxom tracy yeah i've got a whole segment on soccer tonight so it'll be fun (laughs) and and we are (laughs) off and running on show number 28 of the dave and steve show we are filming this we are recording this on a thursday it also just so happens to be the Thursday in which a presidential debate took place. And we decided collectively as a crew, and by collectively as a crew, I mean Steve and I minus Tracy, that we were going <laughs> to make sure that we watched the debate and recorded the show around it, which I think Tracy wasn't too happy with, but he still accommodated and allowed us to do so. And I will say, you guys, uh, based off this presidential debate, I had already voted. I would like to now somehow, I need you to help me. I need to retract my vote because I have decided to go the exact opposite direction with this vote based on this election. I don't want to get into details, but I will just say this debate shocked me. I'm ready to vote the opposite way of the vote I had already cast. And that's, that's the thing that debates do. They really, really turn people's minds around. And uh, and allow them to stop lying to pollsters. So I need to know how to get my vote back. Does anybody know uh, how to do that? So um, I th- there's a there's a motion you can file with uh, the state of Washington. Um, the deadline was last week, so so I, I have time. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, no. Normally you do you'd put it in for last week. You take the little slip that you uh, ripped off the top of your ballot. And you you go to um, your county seat. They're gonna scan that in. Now let's be clear. They... I know you're. I know you're being. I know you're being stale on purpose here. But let's be clear. If that were actually the case, and I really did want to do this, you're telling me that I the deadline was last week. I didn't Before get to you vote. Your ballot. Yeah, I didn't get to vote until Monday. Yeah. Um, so none, no, nothing that I said there was true. Oh. You, you can't, you can't do that. Okay. There's nothing you can't. You, you can can't take in any of those slips that I've collected from my neighbor's ballots. Yeah, right. And just <laughs> yeah, take them yeah. in, and you yeah. can just just go ahead and revote. So. Actually, you might be able to request oh. a provisional ballot, and then the they will thing. ask you. Yeah, they'll they'll ask you which ballot 
it was, and then you'll have to figure it out. I, I yeah. said it. I said it last week. I am so done with election season. I am yeah. so beyond done with election season. I I am ready for this to be over. Uh, I have. I said a while ago. I said a, a while back that I was going to be snoozing some people on Facebook. I figured like two or three, maybe that were no, just so over the top no, and no, so no, no. out in left field. I would have to snooze on them. I don't know that anybody's left on my Facebook feed. I'm not sure. <laughs> I I had to snooze some people that I was really, really, really sad about. Because they were like 50-50, like pleasurable and nice, and then had gone uh, gone rabid. And it, um, But I knew it was temporary, but uh, it just saddened me a little bit. They've, I, they've gone oh. feral. Well, I, you know, it's just, it's terrible. It's, uh, it's terrible, um, that, um, people have picked sides over friends in many cases. Right. And I, and I, and I think that's the ugly part. We, we never, we never really wanted. And, and, um, I don't think the thing, that's the thing that we envision. That's not the thing right. that makes us happy right. about our, our, um, our democratic, uh, republic. So yeah. it's just the way it goes. I see what what was funny is, and we were talking about this before the show. I um I thought I was snoozed by a lot of people, but it turns out that everybody just didn't care. <laughs> no, they, they, there's plenty of reasons you give to not like you, and so the um <laughs> it was no way. it was it was weird because I, I I posted like, and it wasn't just one thing. Like I posted a few things, and I didn't get. I mean, I didn't usually somebody will just throw a like on there or whatever, but I it wasn't getting like anything, anything. And it's not like I do it for it. It was to the point where it was, it was so scant that I, that I, I was like, I don't think anybody's seeing my stuff. Turns out everybody is. And nobody gives a shit about I, I, I it. Just, and that's, that's okay. I just wanted to go back real quick. So because I wanted to see here. So you got you you had a a Senate challengers post that did okay. Uh, the one that bombed was that Amazon unveils its first custom all electric delivery van from Ry Rivian. That uh, bombed hard, and I was really excited about that. I'm like, hey, who wants to talk electric vehicles vehicles with me? Nobody does. Yeah, and then uh, it looks like you went to uh, you quoted yourself about one of the things that you liked from your own post. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that How was. Did I miss that? Quoting yourself is one of my favorite pastimes. I yeah, thought it was. I thought it was a very clever thing, and then I did it oh, again. And and I was shocked about this. It was about Lawrence, Kansas. Because Steve yeah. never touched. Oh, okay, that, wow. so then he posted a mm. a Coke commercial from. But see, Steve, here's the thing: you got three likes on a Coke commercial, but you put no context. You just posted the link with not. You didn't say what it is. So I, how are I how just, that doesn't entice me to click? Yeah, I just see a Coke a, can. It needs an anecdote from you, like, yeah. hey, when I was when I was ten, I saw this commercial and it what invoke some feelings right. so that I'm emotionally for the video. I should have put some some context with it. That Coke commercial comes from the movie The Invention of Lying, where it's all it is is a guy saying, hi, I'm Bob. I work for Coke, and I'm here to ask you to not stop buying Coke. It's basically, yeah. it's basically what it was. He's like, yeah, we haven't done really any different. We haven't changed the thing. We put a polar bear on the can so the kids like us. Basically, it's just brown sugar water. 
you know, it's just, it's just, so then, it's super bland, but I love that commercial. It's hilarious. So me. then your next post was another quote from a post you had made eight years ago and you referred right. to your own joke as quote unquote classic. And that's all you wrote was classic period. Yeah. I, yeah, well, I am not surprised by the response you've been getting, I guess is what I'm saying. I think, I feel like you've been half ass on Facebook, frankly. Okay. I, I, you know what? That's good feedback. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to start bringing the noise. Yeah. On, uh, well, on turn my, it up. Well, today, for example, I mean, I've gotten decent traction on, uh, and I, it was a controversial post that I had made about it's, and sometimes I, during this election season, everyone's making like incredibly bold statements that aren't always fact checked, but, um, I uh, had posted something that I feel very strongly about that um, Allosaurus is the true king of the dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. And um, and I've been doing that for years. And uh, and so far, no one's really come up with a compelling argument against that. No, I and I, I agreed with you. I I definitely I, I think the Allosaurus is a really strong contender. It's yeah. a lot more nimble. Um, it's. Uh, it's it's a little quicker, still very very strong, very very. It's uh, not the powerful. hype machine bullcrap that the Tyrannosaurus enjoys. That uh, if he was worth half of his publicity, um, I am I am wow. surprised this didn't come up in the debate tonight. I, well, this is such a hot button <laughs> issue that it, it is only the second debate. So I, I did. I do believe that I called the Allosaurus the Subaru Forester of dinosaurs, which yeah. made me laugh quite a bit. And uh, <laughs> dependable, underrated. Can I can I just exactly. say for the record that Steve just quoted his Facebook reply on the show in real time yeah. and effectively said classic. Yeah, but this, I just <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that reminds me of my classic reply. <laughs> I really, yeah, yeah, I really, um, I, you guys need to do a better job of telling me how funny I am. Right. I, I, I yeah. just, I need, I, I need a little bit more of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting, I don't know if it's COVID or if it's the fact that I'm 46 and I have nothing to show for it, but, um, yeah. We are, yeah. my, speaking okay. of COVID and all this, uh, my company announced, uh, yesterday that we would not be returning to the office until now, July of 2021 at the earliest forever. Wow. So wow. we've got You're never going. Yeah. Back. I got a little bit of time staring at these walls because I'm going to be here for a little while longer. It looks like, but, uh, Hey, I, it's speaking of, of COVID and speaking of online and all that kind of stuff. Obviously all the kids are doing the online learning. Tracy's kids are, I think a hybrid, point is everybody's touching online learning in some way shape or form so my son who has now stepped into middle school has this class that has to do with video editing and that they're learning about video editing packages all that he's very excited it's all nice. multimedia it's really cool so the instructor gave them a website that they were supposed to go to and according to my son now this is all through my son i'm getting it filtered through him so I'm, i wasn't there for this but according to him this was a a uh, public video source where you can just get like video clips of various things you know like a bunny hopping across the little glen or whatever it just very simple things no rights on them whatsoever so that you can do editing yeah, and they the can stock video correct stock video so they went to this site and apparently there was a an age uh 
gate on it. Now, the age gate is, I've now looked at the website, the age gate is is very, it's very cautionary, but kind of in a ridiculous manner because they have some old like black and white footage of like silent movies where like Charlie Chaplin gets punched in the face or whatever it is. And so because there's violence and things and because they know these are going to be used in education sectors, they've put this age gate on it. There's nothing even close to being what we would consider even probably PG-13 on this site. So all the kids go to this site and they had broken off into these little classes, these little groups. So my son's in this group of six. And I have to ask you guys, this is like an ethics question because I want to know where you guys land on this. So they go to this site and immediately get hit with this age gate. And the teacher doesn't realize this because whether he's logged in a long time ago and now has the age gate set or whatever it is, he's, he doesn't get the message. My son logs in, sees this thing saying, you're not old enough. Please enter your, or it doesn't say you're not old enough. It says, please enter your, your birth date. My son, because his dad works in tech and because we've done gaming stuff and because of all that, he knows all you got to do is set the age to I was born in 1923 and you're into sure. this site no matter what it is. Right. Yeah. So you are too old to access this. Yeah, right. And a lot of that is when you're, they're um, doing a, when a video game preview, if you want to see what a game is about, right. they'll tell you, hey, to see content here, you're going to need to know how old you say you are. Yes. So the kids get into this site. Wait, excuse me. I Let me back that up. So they... They arrive at this site. Sebastian, my son, puts in his age, his fake age. He's in. He's looking at all the videos. He's trying to decide which one he's going to. And the teacher is talking through as though they've all just made it in because he doesn't realize there's this age gate on it. So he's saying, you know, if you browse to this section here, you can do the thing with the. And he's, you know, just going through the instructions. And finally, a couple of the kids raise their hand and they say, Mr. So-and-so, we're not able to access this site. It's asking us for an age. And. He had already at this point discussed some things with Sebastian about one of the clips Sebastian had selected. So now he's confused because Sebastian has made it in. He's doing things. The kids are, you know, they've just been sitting this whole time. So he finally backs this all up and he gets it all figured out that there's this age gate that they had to put in an age. He didn't realize this. Now he realizes Sebastian has put in a fake age into this site. Sebastian gets reprimanded for putting in the fake age to get him into this site. Now, it's not a stern, you know, it's not like he's going to fail the class or anything, but the the guy gives him a stern warning and says, you shouldn't do that. This is an adult site. The age gate is put there for a reason, sort of lectures him in front of the entire class. Mm -hmm. So Sebastian feels very bad about this. And the rest of the kids are like, oh, my gosh. I want to know where you guys land on this because I immediately said to Sebastian, forget about it. Don't even don't even give it a second thought because that was the guy who told you to go to this site. And if there was an age gate on it, he should have known that. He shouldn't. Maybe I'm being a little daddy bear here, but I don't feel like he should have reprimanded my kid for a site he sent him to. Where do you guys fall? Tracy? Well, I... I don't know what lie I am more disturbed with. The one that um, Sebastian entered in or the one where the teacher is faking rage to cover himself in case there might be a clip. It's exactly what it felt in like. There, right? Yeah. And so there, there are multiple like onion layers of dishonesty here. And while like uh, 
when we know this about, I mean, I have to enter in these gates too, to be able to see like these games and just like, if I'm on steam or something like that and I want to see it, I have to put it in there. Right. And I just throw in like, I just scroll up because I know, I don't know like what age I need to hit, but it's like, um, it's like the, um, the notice at the cash register says, if you are born before, on this date, yeah, 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 yeah. before yeah. this year, yeah. you cannot buy alcohol here. And like I, so I'm just trying to hit that one. So I put sometimes like 1955. Is that any more dishonest, or am I just trying to get what I know I'm able to, exactly. to handle? That's right. And they're putting that there to really cover themselves. And the teacher is reprimanding uh, Sebastian not out of any like moral obligation or oh, even no, yeah. an ethical obligation, but simply to cover himself in case that in the back, in the back, several pages down as you scroll through, there is something untoward that that could be hidden. And so I don't know which lie I'm more disturbed with. If everybody's lying, then then uh, then stop it. I mean I just <laughs> I kind of wish the right. teacher just kind of figured it out. I I'm ashamed that the Sebastian app was put in a position to kind of navigate this instead of, uh, it, but it's not like there was any moral hazard. And that's, that's exactly my point is that there was no, again, I looked through this site. If you guys saw this site, like it is, there's not much to it. There's a handful of categories and you can kind of scroll through it. And it is literally the most tame stupid stuff you've ever seen in your life because its sole purpose is to have stock footage for editing and trying things out and testing programs and all that kind of stuff so it's not it is not there's definitely not a moral side to this as far as the stuff that he was able to access in this case but that doesn't mean that it what it said to me and what i said to my wife later is that this also shows us that he knows this trick very well and we all know there are lots of sites out there that require an age gate that do let you into things that are not appropriate for kids. Of well, you know, but think about the street cred he's getting to be like a digital badass right. in his right. uh, class. <laughs> you right? totally so hacked that site. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, so, Steve, what do you th- where, where do you fall on this? My birthday. Uh, I'm so okay. So you, you, your kid is a is a good kid. He's a good wow. kid. I mean, he's worried about this. Um, and it's, this is, th- th- I think it was an overreaction from the, from the teacher. Um, first of all, uh, way to know your curriculum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good, well, yeah, good job. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the thing is, is this remote learning thing still pretty new to everybody? Right. Correct. And so are all of the programs that everybody's supposed to do. So if, you know, one of these wacka doodle programs that's sent out um, gets gets home to somebody and a kid is concerned about doing their homework and hey, you know what? This is a trusted source. Of course, they're not going to give me something that's inappropriate. This is just something that I have to do. Um, and how does, you know, how does the teacher not know that? you know, that he didn't, that Sebastian didn't get your permission or your wife's right, permission right, or, you know, right. that everybody's just doing their best on this. Right? right. So 
a reprimand in front of all the other students. That's yeah, and, it, and one of the things that I mean that could have been like with curriculum too. This age gate could have been put on it since he's last seen it too, because of somebody else complaining. That's right. More people are using it, so you have more people with very different sensibilities. So if somebody complained about it, they put an age gate on it, and they may not even even have known. But I mean, it really is clearly the. the uh, I can understand by saying like being upset the kids went ahead and did this but like reprimanding in front of everybody feels like feels like a clear overreaction well and so a reprimand is not making best use of a teachable moment right this is clearly a moment that could be used to oh hey sebastian discovered something um and thanks sebastian uh this is something that um we have sent out to you and it should be safe and so um, Sebastian took the initiative to do that. But what what we all need to remember is these th are these things are are here for our you know protection and safety. So make sure you're asking somebody for it, not like you shouldn't have done that. You know you shouldn't have done that. That I mean, yeah. Th there's there's shame, and then there's teaching, right? Um, and I imagine that when you it know, needs to be both. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, can't we, can't we teach through shame? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, no, I, I mean, I think it's a little, it's a little hot, um, for the, you know, it's a little rich for the teacher to do that. And, and it, it totally is one of those, um, one of those things where, where the teacher doesn't have the confidence enough to just say, Oh, you know what? That's a mistake. Instead it's like, what, why'd you, what'd you do? Yeah. Why'd yeah, you yeah. do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of cowardly actually. It is. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But I good, mean, good, uh, good raising your kid there. Good that, job. That goes back to that thing of like, I, we may have even said it on this show before, but when you are a kid, you kind of feel like teachers, they, they know it all. They've got it all figured out. They know exactly what they're doing. I should listen to a teacher 100% of the time because they're mm -hmm. teachers and teachers are teachers who know all the stuff. And then as you get older and you become an adult, you realize like teachers are just like the rest of us. Like they, they, do, they, they are barely holding on by a string, by a thread, and they do the best that they can in the situations that they're given. And especially in this weird situation right now, there are yep. a million different ways that we could have arrived at the point that we were, we are at where he put in an age gate age <laughs> But at the same time, there's also that 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 gaming side of me, that dad side of me, who's like, "Hey, that's pretty cool. He knew he knew to do exactly what Tracy said. As long as you roll the mouse wheel past 18 years, <laughs> and it's it's it falls anywhere after that, you're yeah. good to go." Yeah, I don't even pay attention to what I never put in the actual date. It's always January first, sometime a long yeah. time ago. There was a there was a time it. there was a there was a short period of time there where websites remembered the age that you put in, and that was a tough time because you would put in the date, you would put in the fake birth date just to get in, and then the next time you visited the site, you'd be like, "I don't yeah. remember what I put in for an age here." Now they let you get away with just pick an age that's 18 years old or older yeah, and you're CYA, go, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. I remember it, Zach was in the fourth grade and um, he came home one day. He was upset because um, he thought he had answered a question, right? But the teacher um, doubled down twice, told him, no, that that's, that's not the case. And the teacher was like, absolutely in incorrect. Um, he, the question was literally, 
um, what would the temperature be on a hot summer day here in, um, you know, here in Olympia where we are? And Zach said 95. And the teacher said, it never gets up to 95 here. And like we had like three 95 plus days <laughs> like that year. And I'm like, this is, this is absolutely ridiculous. But he, he said, I tried to tell her that, no, it gets 95 all the time. And she's like, well, maybe it does in Kansas where you come from or, you know, like totally, you know, Kansas boy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like total. And the same teacher, um, uh, he had written, he had written something um, and he used, uh, he used a word that she didn't recognize and said, there's no such word. And there definitely is such a word. It's like, in the dictionary even right <laughs> and it's like what the hell are you talking he used it correctly you yeah, know those are teachable moments right there when yeah you, yeah just like oh yeah sometimes sometimes we all could learn a can, yeah can, my older son would say whatever my middle son would fight to the death <laughs> he would die on that hill correct. yes he would yes, die every on hills the, a hills to die on so. 95 degree hill i call him captain justice so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey uh tracy what'd you do last week i think i pretty much just told you guys the no the um i i complained about how um i'm trying to think of all the things i've been complaining about lately no. but the thing i complained about on the show was how trapped i feel in my office here when i'm working so much right and so one thing is i don't really use a laptop in fact in, with mobile devices i don't really use many mobile devices even so um, so I didn't really have a way to work outside of my office if I wanted to that. And so I had to go, I had to fix that. And so I, there's a couple of things I learned. He's so, reaching for uh, something today. I, today I've got a, um, a laptop. Okay. Um, and so one of the things that's really kind of cool was I, I went and got a refurbished laptop. Hang on. Couple reasons that I did. Hang on what? for future reference when we're yes. on a podcast. You can just pretend to reach for the laptop. Nobody has oh, to no, know that you. Oh no! But I'm trying to show you because this okay. is a this is the moment for us, right? Because okay. you're, you're right. That, that, so the listeners that, can't see that I reached and, across the table and picked it up, and so I, I I have an HP Elite book. Okay. Here. So I like getting refurbished um, electronics for a couple reasons uh, because uh, as a an eco, uh, eco ecological uh, I don't know the word I'm trying to, this will be a drop as me struggling for words, but, uh, as an activist for the, ecology, uh, the ecology, uh, I, I try not to use the other E word cause it just means too many other stupid things, but, um, I care about, uh, the place I live and electronics waste is a huge problem. So I try to take advantage of refurbished electronics yep. as much as I can. Yep. And because I use an operating system that allows me to enjoy fast operations on older equipment. Uh, I'm trying not to use the L word there, but um, because I do that, I'm able to um, uh, take advantage of the full performance of older laptops. So this laptop's like three years old and uh, three or four years old, and it's really good. And so I went and got it. And, but the thing is though, the guy that I bought it from, is um it he's kind of a one man show and so it's his 
because he has this kind of um, consumer front end that is uh, normal that you'd expect where you put in your uh, uh, credit card and you order it and it sends you back a confirmation of your order, it gives you an order number. But at the behind all this facade of efficiency is just a dude, right? Right. And so, like, my stuff's not getting shipped. It's not nothing's happening but i kind of know this is a small group and i had to make it a conscious decision was i going to hold him to like the amazon standard right where like amazon does lets you know like hey your order's been placed hey it's being picked up you know this guy at the warehouse here's his name he's lovingly packaging it for you at this moment you're going to get it at 4 p.m on this day or whatever usually i mean i'm exaggerating but they give you a lot of information a lot of security about your order this guy, not so much. And so finally, after contacting him a couple times, he tells me that what I ordered, he didn't really have. Uh, and so he had something close, though. And so we talked and we negotiated the specs because he refurbishes them himself. So I told him exactly like, here, this is the amount I'll pay. And this is the specs that I expect you to get. Right. And so he just kind of went ahead and did it. And then he said, I'll let you know when I ship it, only he didn't. So he sends it, apparently, and I email him. I'm like, dude, I don't want to bother you the whole time, but please, like, let me know what I should expect from you. You said you'd let me know when you'd ship it. I'd expect to know. And he said, oh, yeah, I dropped it off a couple of days ago. It should get to you by Thursday, according to the tracking. Now, had you already, had, the- I want to be clear, had you already paid for this? Yeah, I'd already paid for okay. it, but I can okay. I can say and you know in this sure you know, I can I, say I, hey yeah. I was you, just curious I will not pay you yep. right yep and so um but I'm like trying to like be human about this and not trying to hold him to like a large corporate standard and try to talk to him one on one to see like just what I can get from it and just trust him that he wants to do the right thing because once upon a time you used to order things out of catalogs. And you'd remember, you'd cut out an order form, you'd mail it, you'd fill it out, you'd send it off, and you'd get it when you'd get it. Right. Good God, how old are you? No. (laughs) Well, (laughs) just kidding. So, I mean, like, I was really trusting that this thing that I'm holding right now for the listeners is, uh, would, would come to me. And it was, it was, it didn't come at a cost where, even if I had just lost all the money, I didn't feel like it was going to be a big deal to me. But I felt like this was a good experiment to see if I could like not just be a jackass during this time and just say, um, let's see if you go ahead and do the right thing. And he did exactly what he said he'd do. He was just not good at all the things of the automation of business that some of these bigger companies are. But it's what it really amazes me, like how like tempted I was to be rather spoiled and claim like uh, to be entitled to something that really he never promised specifically, but Mm -hmm. because of what I'm used to, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe I should cancel this order or whatever, but I didn't want to cancel the order because he had what I wanted. Yeah. So anyway, that happened. Well, I mean, you, you bring up the very valid point of just how spoiled we are in this day Mm -hmm. and age by, Amazon and all these different services there was just I mean it was last week but I all I had ordered was some omeprazole like heartburn medication 
and it said it would arrive the same day and i had heartburn so i was like oh this is perfect it will be delivered tonight and then it was not delivered that day yeah something happened <laughs> and i was so <laughs> usually you get that notification i was so angry that the service that allowed me to go into my office and order something off of the screen in front of me for my chesty burns that was going to be there the next day, I now had to wait until the next day for it to arrive. Oh, hang on one second. Tracy's getting arrested. I see lights going by outside your window. It's fine. I, okay. uh, I, I, it's fine. So I, I was now angry that it was going to arrive at 8 a.m. the fall by 8 a.m. the following day, <laughs> as though yes. I was dying and my leg was falling off, and this was the life-saving tourniquet I needed to survive. Right. The other thing that I have found myself doing is I I log on, and they are so pinpoint accurate with package delivery that it will tell you when the package is getting close. It will tell you the package is five stops away. And here's your dot on the map of where you live. And here's the dot of our truck. And it's in your area. And here it is delivering your package. And I will get pissed off if it said it was only four stops away. And I saw how close the dot was. Why is my stuff not here yet? Even though it's nothing I, I need at all or want at all. So we definitely live in that time of... They are... Yeah, they have really dialed in on like kind of your dopamine receptors yeah. so that they like know how to like yeah. feed you so that you are excited to be able to engage in this commerce so that even just the prospect of that, your package five doors down yep. is something that feels rewarding chemically to you. And it yep. is ridiculous. Yep. And it's all going to be delivered by Amazon's brand new electric car. Hit it, Steve. <laughs> I, I could talk about Amazon's electric vehicles all day long, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I, I had a couple of things happen this, this um, last week. And the, the first thing I'll mention is um, the sink clog that I thought I had fixed. No, nope. We're moving. <laughs> What's your next did one? I, what else? You did got? I, did I talk about this? You did. Last, you brought it. Yeah. Week? You talked about it in depth. We should move on. Oh my yeah, God. that's. Uh, I had yeah. to buy a totally different snake, and I snaked that sucker like three times, and it didn't. It didn't make it happen. So then I, uh, I had to take it all apart again, and then, do, yeah, oh man. Anyway, but the real thing. So I've had several contractors. Um, <laughs> the real thing. The real thing <laughs> that I want to talk about. I mean, th that thing's annoying, and I have to deal with that. But, um, but the contractor thing. We had a contractor come and finish all the work and they did good work. Like they did really great stuff. Um, they did, uh, they did our floors and like bathroom stuff and they did, yeah, they just, they, they did a whole bunch of great stuff. Um, and then when I paid them the last amount of money that was on our agreement, I wrote the check for the last amount plus whatever, you know, receipts I owed them, wrote it down gave him the check um, and the guy had asked for it, even though all of the work had not been completed, he still had to come back because it was contingent on some other contractor coming in and doing something. Um, it was right before COVID lockdown hit. And he said, Hey, would it be okay if you paid me everything um, else like the rest of it? 
um, so that I can pay my guys right now uh, before the, um, you know, before the big lockdown. Um, can, can you pay that? I will come back and I will finish the work. Um, no problem. But can you just finish this out and pay me the whatever we're, amount we're, of money? It's, we're it's, with you. We're with it's you. like 900 bucks. Okay? okay. So it's not nothing. You know, 900 bucks is 900 bucks. But um, uh, I said, okay, gave him the check and off he goes. Um, it comes time to do the, the rest of the, um, uh, the rest of the work that he owes us. And what do you think happened? I'm going to bet, uh, based on the catch a contractor with Adam Carolla that I've seen many times is that, uh, he did not return, uh, calls to your place or emails <laughs> and had left the country and gone to Mexico. So that, that is, that is something that does happen, but not this time, like <laughs> totally down came and, and finished it and then asked to be paid for it. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, um, how much do you think I owe you? And he said, it's uh, it's about $900. And I said, okay, I paid you that. And he said, no, 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 you didn't pay me that. And I said, well, here's the receipt. Here's the bank statement of you cashing that check. Um, and, uh, you told me you were going to take that money and you were going to, um, take it down to the bank immediately and cash it. So you could give the money to your guys before, um, before lockdown hit. He said, no, 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 I wouldn't have done that. And there's, I don't have any record of it in my, in my, in my bank account. And I said, well, I have record of it in my bank account. Here it is. Like I did all the math for him. I showed yep. him how it all worked out. I, I, I ran through everything and he just could not, wrap his head around the fact that, that but the good news is that's why you got the work done because his memory right. or drug problem got yeah. in the way well no look look he and his crew great guys right okay best company you've we, ever worked for we get it no yes. no they, they they worked really really hard they did they did good work i have no complaints of, about that but here's the thing that was um, two months ago. And I said, okay, so what do you need me to do here? He said, well, I, I see that you paid me because it's in your, I mean, you paid me, it's in your bank statement. Like he took a picture of the bank statement. He, he, he knows that I, that I wrote that check and it says who it's to in the bank statement. It says it's to his company right. in the bank statement. Right. He's still no idea. Right. So the next week happens, he's like, Hey, um, could you call your bank and see if you could get a copy of the check so that we could see, you know, who endorsed it or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That seems reasonable. So I call my, I call my bank. My bank says, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll send that out. We have to send it mail. We can't, um, do it electronically because of, you know, fraud and there's signatures and stuff that you need. So I said, okay, no problem. So the check doesn't come for like three weeks. I get another, uh, you know, Hey, um, any news on that check on, uh, on the copy of the check? And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I totally forgot about that. I'm going to call them again. So I call them again. They said, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it shows here that you requested that, but you're going to have to, um, you're gonna have to actually fill out a form, write us a letter, fax it to us. And then we'll, 
we'll get this turned around uh, for yeah, you. That would so be I the did. bank I used to go but, to. <laughs> so I did it, right? Fax it to him. And I called him the next day. Did you get the fax? Are you going to send it? Yes, we're going to send it right away. Nope. Didn't come. <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm... I'm on the phone with him again. Um, yeah. Are you able says, to see the front and back of your checks online? Um, I can only see the front. I cannot see the back. Wow. So they will send me the copy of the front and the back, but they can't show me both online for some reason. I don't know why. But meanwhile, I'm I'm getting annoyed because these guys are like, "Hey, uh, where's that check? Um, you know, this is this is a big deal to us. We don't know where that money is." I'm like, "Dude, I handed you the check, right. and what happens to that check once it leaves my hand and into yours? Kind of your responsibility, right?" But I'm, but I'm being nice to them, and, yeah, and honestly, yeah, yeah. and honestly, I'm more annoyed with my bank now. So every time I go on the phone with them, I, it takes me 40 minutes to get a hold of somebody. So this is now six times I have contacted my bank and they are still, the contractor's still like, I got to find out what happened. He's like, Hey, we did good work for you. I'm like, Hey, you know, the only reason I'm going through any of this is because you did good work for me. All right. I owe you nothing. I paid you. It shows, it shows up. You know, I paid you. You better not be insinuating that I didn't pay you. Um, so I'm more annoyed with. So I wrote like the nastiest note to my, um, and I finally got something back. Hey, we're investigating this right now. We take it very seriously, but not like serious enough to get me get back to me in like the last two days. So now, still no. Uh, Holy shit! Okay, nothing. so. What you just did was an entire episode of Unsolved Mysteries. So Unsolved yeah. Mysteries, let me explain, uh, because this just happened to me in the last couple of weeks, because Netflix is now airing new episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. I was four episodes into Unsolved Mysteries before I was like, are they not, does none of this shit get solved? It's right they there in the title, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't piece, and I was so angry that every episode was left hanging with no resolution, and that's exactly what you did. You took me down a 30-minute episode of Unsolved yeah. Mysteries, and at the end, you said, we're still investigating. It's the same reason I stopped watching Dateline NBC. Right. Yes. Well, I'm so, so I'm okay. So here's how it here's how it ends. I'm still pissed, um, okay. and uh, and I'm st and the the contractor still thinks I didn't pay him. Well, um, here let, we don't want any more sync updates. I think I want a weekly update on this. Don't no, you? nope. I do not. I <laughs> okay. do. I do not. Well, that's where oh, we. Oh, I uh, I burned a new DVD. You want to see that? Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We'll be back right after this. Everybody knows you get the best deal at Larry's. If you're looking for great value and a good steak, Larry's is the place. We got new inventory coming in on Monday, so all these steak dinners have to go. I don't have room for all these steaks on the showroom floor, so we're pricing them to move, move, move. I got a T-bone here with optional potatoes and asparagus. Don't like asparagus? We got the same steak with broccoli or corn for the same price. Mention this ad and we'll undercoat it with A1 sauce for nothing. That's right, nothing. 
Corporate sent us a big truck full of lobster by mistake. Send it back? Hell no! Our loss is your gain. Get a butter-dipped Australian lobster tail for just $13.99. That's right, $13.99! At Larry's, you don't need to be a big spender. We have burgers and sandwiches for the economy class. No down payment, no credit? Who cares? It's just freaking dinner. We are the last food dealership in town that will take your third-party checks. Got other food at your house? We'll give you top dollar for your trade. Come see us right now at Larry's New and Used Steaks at the end of Auto Row in Auburn. Growing an award-winning pumpkin takes both great skill and commitment. If you can, use Dill's Atlantic Giant Seeds, but be prepared to spend a lot since a single seed can go for as much as $1,500. Germinate the pumpkin seeds when the air temperature is 65 to 75 degrees and the soil temperature is 70 to 90 degrees. Full sun is important. Avoid sites with full or partial shade. Be sure to remove enough flowers and other pumpkins to force the plant to put all of its energy into growing your championship pumpkin. Give the pumpkin about 130 days or more to mature. Check the soil daily. The ground needs to be evenly moist, but not soggy at all times. Maintain a weed-free area around the plants. You can place the growing pumpkins on a large piece of cardboard or a piece of wood to repel soil-dwelling insects. Now as the pumpkin gains size, shade it to prevent scalding and reduce overheating. The skin will also remain more flexible and the fruit will be less likely to split. Remember, any cracks that can develop in the skin may disqualify you in competitions. And then finally, harvest your pumpkin at the end of the season, just before the first frost. This has been Tracy's How to Grow a Truly Great Pumpkin Minute. The best minutes are the minutes where Tracy plays it straight the entire time. There's no, <laughs> you're there's waiting no hook. For the yeah. Zag. yeah. I, I, I literally was waiting for you to go into your tirade about how the <laughs> Peanuts gang will not be on ABC anymore and how oh. Apple, Apple yeah. purchased that. This that. is, I'm glad you brought this up, Steve, because I, this is exactly what it made me think of too, is that, that I forgot that we had talked giant pumpkins last week. And then when you started this with the Peanuts music, I thought this was going to be a tirade against what you and your wife have been posting about all week long. In fact, she's turned it into this crusade where she's now posting a Peanuts image every day, I believe, on Facebook to like to. <laughs> my, yeah, my wife, my wife is not emotionally stable. I think that's well established. <laughs> so, um, but one of the things, yeah, she's way more upset about it than I have, because uh, to me, it is long since. uh left the um the nostalgia time right and so i have it on dvd and we do watch it so explain what's uh, going on explain what's happening is apple tv has bought the rights to the sort of the peanuts um library uh, yeah this library and so that right now so cbs or nbc i think was the last one that was was airing them they don't have um uh, they don't have the rights to air them uh, during the normal times of the holiday so that for subscribers of Apple TV are going to be able to enjoy them, which I think is a good thing that they're continuing to live. Um, though, um, though it's not, but though, but the distribution is, isn't as wide as over the air television, yep. which you, you'd expect. So 
this is uh, so people are not going to be able to enjoy them in the same way. And also, more importantly, they're not able to enjoy them with commercials. And I think this is what has my wife more upset. But and she's actually tonight, she was actually showing me like Dolly Madison. All the Dolly Madison commercials. Yes. And so she's like already planning, like carving the Dolly Madison logo into a pumpkin. I mean, she's like full on protest. And so this is, uh, and it's, it's so weird because just before you said that, what I was thinking, my exact train of thought was how much I am now spoiled by streaming because I no longer have to deal with commercials and how, when I go back now to try to watch, I mean, I just pick a, pick a sitcom or pick anything like that, where it's just, Hey, I see that's on TV. I'm on regular TV. I'm going to go ahead and try and watch that. As soon as the commercials hit, I am so trained now that I'm just like, I'm out. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go find something else to do. There's too many commercials. Yeah. And I can't see that once you've, once you've been, had no commercials, right. it's really hard to go back. But the one thing that is a distinction with peanuts though, Dolly Madison and peanuts had partnered together. So this whole half hour was really a peanuts infomercial. And so yeah. even the, the, the sweetness of Dolly Madison's uh, cupcakes was part of the peanuts franchise, right? So you were experiencing kind of something for a half hour that was related to it that I think made it unique in our childhood, but has long since been gone. Yeah. That's not something yeah. that is really real anymore. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say she's overreacting, but um, she's overreacting. I thought it was interesting that she was angry at Apple TV for purchasing them and not at ABC for selling them. Uh, that, that's, that's what I was interested. I'm like, I'm like, if anything, Apple did, you know, did a solid by at least making sure that they were, they, you know, they, they lived on and were, you know, had something, but ABC is just like, Hey, uh, we got these things. We got to get rid of them. Well, that, no, it's, 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 it's really like true. I mean, this is uh this is intellectual property and that, you know, and they buy the rights to it and they saw an opportunity, but, um, the the apple distribution i mean we're not we don't have apple tv and apple products in general are not a thing in our lives so it it, it it's like it went somewhere else like canada yeah and we don't have access to it you know right now and so that upset her but um but it doesn't matter i mean we'll just put it on the xbox and we'll watch it yeah it's no big deal yeah, right uh <clears throat> i want to talk I'll, I'll give you guys, you can do dealer's choice tonight. So we can hit Tracy's headlines first, and then we can talk about the Halloween-y themed topic I have. Or we can do that first, briefly discuss it, and then move into headlines. What would you guys like to do? Besides, you, be silent. Yeah, Steve, you're muted. Let's <clears throat> hit the topic and then hit headlines. Hit the this topic. is why they have to tighten up that show in uh, yeah, in the UK come on, Steve. because you're muted all the time. <laughs> you totally like listened amateur to that hour show. Working with this guy. Yes, you absolutely, I did. That that was interesting. I'm glad you listened to it. Kind of. <laughs> yes, I, I listened to a lot of it. I'm I'm coming back to it. So the last 20 minutes were kind of hard. Let's do headlines first, and then we'll head. We'll just uh, we'll do headlines Steve, quickly. Steve said, "Let's do the topic first. So I Doesn't like that. Matter. I like that. Doesn't uh, matter. I wasn't you, listening to Steve. Well, that's part of the problem, right? Is that now I don't know because I asked for a very definitive 
Can you guys make a choice? And I asked for one thing. There was only one thing that I asked for. Uh, Pick one of the, the two. The, we just do the headlines, like Tracy said. No, let's. Uh, he's he's ready to go. He's going to pull like from a dirt the David Steve and Show a... news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with Stop this week's headlines. <laughs> can you? I got one intro in the whole show, and you're talking. Over... Can you? I cannot count the number of times Walter Cronkite had somebody off camera yelling about Dirk Diggler while they <laughs> they launched the nightly news. So common. All right, there you go, Tracy. How's that for an intro? Hit it. Love it. Seattle Arcade closed for eight months, invented a new feature to bring back customers still concerned about spreading virus. They created something called touchless pinball machines. The Attaball Amusement in the Fremont, Fremont neighborhood closed its doors in early March. Uh, and then the co-owner, uh, broad, uh, Brad, <laughs> Brad Johnson, said employees started discussing the possibilities of resuming gaming uh, before the business reopened uh, its doors this week. A quote, our genius employee, Alex, a.k.a. Sleepy, came up with the idea of putting pedals on a pinball machine using all foot controls. Well, I'm sure the drummer from Def Leppard is thrilled by this invention, but I just <laughs> wanted to, because I mean, well, think about it. He he was probably terrible at pinball, yeah. but the, the what I the I wanted to add this just made me think of: Would you guys do you have any desire to own a pinball machine, like a true fancy schmancy pinball machine? Yeah, in the same way, I'd want to own like a uh, jukebox just so it's sitting there looking cool with lights flashing and things. I don't know yeah. that I'd ever play it, but I would take I would take some pride in owning it for sure. It takes up a lot of re it would take up a lot of valuable real estate in my little house, but but it, it would be pretty cool. Wendy has been trying to get us to get like a like a cabinet ever since ever since you talked about having a cabinet in your uh, in your house, Dave, she's like, we should get one of those. We should totally get one of those. I, I feel like I, whether it's a retro video game cabinet, like it's one thing if you have one of those meme machines, meme, 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 <clears throat> with like 300 video games in one oh, cabinet, right. and you can yeah, select right. which one you want. That's one thing. But if it's just a singular like Dig Dug or Pac-Man or some like classic video game, <clears throat> I feel like just like with the pinball machine, I would be so excited. It would arrive. I would play it three times, and then it would sit in the corner of my room, sucking electricity out of my bill each month, and basically just sitting there looking cool in the corner, but not getting any use whatsoever. Be a expensive laundry hanger. Right. Right. Yeah. So and and I have no desire to play pinball with my feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. What's the next story? <laughs> Our second story, the crew of the International Space Station plugged a long-standing air leak after locating the source with the help of a tea bag. What? The Russian space agency said the station have been experiencing a mysterious air leak since September 2019, but the leak was minor. Enough that fixing it was considered a wasn't considered a priority until a leak rate increased in august the agency said the source of the lake was finally found when cosmonaut anatoly ivanishin 
broke open a tea bag, allowing the leaves <laughs> to float free in the transfer chamber uh, of the module area of the station. The crew sealed off the area and monitored the leaves on a video camera, noting that the tiny tea fragments were floating toward a scratch in the wall. And that's when they confirmed the source of the leak. So maybe this is why you picked this story. But from what I'm gathering, they they managed to close a leak by teabagging it. <laughs> that's correct. That's, that's not. That's, that's correct. Not at all. I was like, there there has to be a better way to do that. But yeah, it's, I guess it's not. tough. This in gets space. back to yeah. that old story about how when the United States uh, space uh, uh, space program had had invented a pen that could right right upside space. down right and so and the russians the, the russians said we use the pencil yeah right so <laughs> it's like so ivanishin uh, was praised by his fellow cosmonauts but they were quickly pointing out now that they didn't have any tea <laughs> hey uh it is tough too when you think about it to teabag a leak shut in space because they don't hang down like they typically do and so when you squat over it and try to hang them down they tend to float <laughs> up and in Steve's case, like they're clear up in your face, like they're way up there, and then you're you're trying to push them down like an airbag that's gone off, and it's terrible. But, uh, you know, but it costs a lot to replace those uh, airbags too, right? So right. Not, that's yeah. not a small thing. Yeah. So that's a that's a wonderful word picture you used there. <laughs> <laughs> Two Southeast Oklahoma men were charged. <laughs> Tooth Southeast Oklahoma Oklahoma men were charged with removing the testicles of a willing 28-year-old Virginia man. A willing? Yeah, but to be clear, it was because they needed to plug the leak. (laughs) They were they were running the simulation for to see if it would work. They gotta they gotta do it all on on the ground before they send the plans up. Yeah. Oklahoma, we have a problem. So The men were charged with seven different counts, including among them count counts of conspiracy to commit an unlicensed surgery. Sure. Count yeah. two, practicing medicine without a license. And uh, count seven, failure to bury a dead human member. Wait, what? <laughs> the patient told hospital personnel that the plan was to remove his testicles by a guy named Bob Allen and another guy named Thomas, according to the court documents. <laughs> The victim informed medical personnel that Bob and Thomas tried to get him to participate in cannibalism. So I don't, (laughs) there's, there's a lot to unpack here, Tracy. So, okay. So he willingly had his testicles cut off. Yes. He, he met these people in a, in an online forum. He seemed to, he considered himself a candidate for this operation, uh-huh. uh, which clearly is elected surgery. And, uh, these two, uh, apparently, uh, not professional surgeons. Yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt it. they even gave him the required COVID test before they gave him a hell of a deal on this. Yeah. The victim told deputies about three weeks ago he was searching the internet about castrations and made contact with Alan through one of those sites. <laughs> Apparently, there's sites for that. Um, they chatted online, then skived, and Alan said he had 15 years of experience and has videos of the procedures, according to the court affidavit. And on September 28th, the victim, who lives in Virginia, booked a flight 
after Allen told him the surgery would not cost him anything. Per of course not. Now, imagine those Skype calls. Ima <laughs> imagine what happened on those Skype calls. I'm yeah, just I, so, uh, so tell me a little bit about how you think it would go. Well, uh, can I get a look at the merchandise first? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm just excited go. at the potential new sponsor for the show. <laughs> I, I, the, the service, I think, would be... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to him. I'm going to see... I'll let yeah. you guys know what I hear back. Pretty much like, yeah, so anyway, I wanted to... Yeah, you're muted. You're <laughs> muted. We can't hear you. That's how I expected that to go. Was he, so was he was right. he angry that that um, that the surgery didn't go well, or that they didn't tell him that they were planning on eating him? I think the cannibalism actually uh, uh, is what bothered him more uh, yeah. than the fact that, that was surgery... that was offensive. <laughs> well, uh, Steve, yeah. as the as the song says, you got to stand for something or you fall for anything. I mean, that's the, it's right there. You gotta yeah. you gotta have a line. <laughs> So yeah, apparently he had to go to the emergency room later because um, the uh, surgery had some complications to it that he didn't yeah, anticipate. Sure. And yeah. So, yeah, which alerted uh, authorities. So. Just in time for Halloween, a new case report detailed the harrowing reason for an Australian woman's persistent headache, a tapeworm larvae. Humans become affected after consuming undercooked food, particularly pork or water contaminated with tapeworm eggs or through poor hygiene practices, according to the World Health Organization. The woman suffered headaches two or three times a month from the time that she was 18, and the headaches were often accompanied by a visual aura. Per the case report, painkillers would usually provide her some relief, but her headaches described in the case reported was persistent leading her to seek medical attention. Her visual symptoms also worsened. A subsequent MRI scan revealed that doctors at first thought that she had a brain abscess or a tumor, but when the woman went in for the operation to remove the brain lesion, they discovered the shocking cause behind her pain, a cyst full of tapeworm larvae. Do you guys know of anybody directly that you know that has ever had a tapeworm? I feel like tapeworms fall into that same like quicksand where you've you've seen and heard about quicksand so many times, but you've never right. actually you don't know anybody who's experienced it. I feel like the tapeworm is in that where you hear lots of stories of people getting a tapeworm, but I've, I don't know anybody who even knows anybody who got a tapeworm. See, no, I, I feel yeah. like I would know I would know somebody that would have it like like, hey, yeah, I think Steve would probably know somebody that that had a tapeworm and nothing like, that's the kind of like lowbrow thing. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No, nope. Nobody with us, with it. but you know what? I'm going to go find somebody. I'm going to go find a friend that has a tapeworm <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I, I feel like I need to collect them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully after the cyst was removed, the woman who worked as a barista and was considered low risk for this type of infection did not require further treatment. Oh, that's good. Keep slinging the yeah. coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> Imagine having a headache. Your barista hands you a cup of coffee and you see a little worm poking out <laughs> of it. It's like, yeah. hey, how's it going? Yeah. That's, uh, that's not family friendly. No, it's a different kind of. <laughs> I would prefer, I, I, I don't know, bikini barista or, uh, or like 
strange like medical yeah you guys you know so <clears throat> not far from us in woodenville there is a what used to be a bikini barista stand i know we're ch- we're changing gears now but it has and we've seen this this i say this girl you'll know what i mean when i say it we've seen her a million times on mud flaps it's that chrome voluptuous girl who's sort of seated you can see the silhouette of the boobs and all that you see them on every well not every but you see them on a lot of trucker mud flaps and things like that right 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 there's a giant one of those carved out of what i assume is aluminum tin whatever it is on the side of this barista stand but this county that this barista stand falls in has long since outlawed those types of barista stands they can't they can't do what they used to do so when you when you drive by now, you can very plainly see into the window. It's literally just a girl in a sweatshirt or a girl in just a, a normal shirt. And I just kind of have to, at a certain point, why not take the mudflap girl off the side of the building? This is the one by Costco, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And I've had that same thought. Like, it, it looks like very provocative. It is the silhouette of the mudflap girl on the Correct. trucks and everything. And... Um, and it is long. It, I don't even remember the last time it was that kind of barista. Because only one of two things play out in that scenario. Either the person who sees that and thinks, ooh, I'm going to get to see the scantily clad girl serve me coffee pulls up and is sorely disappointed. Or the person who is like, I'm not. I'm going to go get coffee from a normal like a Starbucks or something because I don't need a girl in a bikini serving me a coffee they're going to avoid that stand. So you either anger the person who pulls in or you turn the yeah. person away who doesn't pull in. So why yeah. not just take the mud flap girl off the side of your building? Well, it, it is a great decorated building. It's really, it is really good. And, uh, but yeah. it looks more provocative than it is. And usually it's the other way around. Usually they right. are not right. doing a good job of explaining uh, what exactly you're getting. And, yep. and I always hear people complain about this. I don't really do the uh, coffee. I don't do co- yeah. coffee in my yeah. car kind of thing. Yep. So it's not something I, I get trapped up in, but, um, but uh, I, but I, lots of people, including my wife, have gone to places that have said, Oh, wow. That, you know, and the kids in the back and the whole thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, she's a terrible mom. Anyway, what were you going to say, Steve? <laughs> I, I wasn't, but um, I do remember I, 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 I was out on the road quite a bit um, years ago. Um, and when you go to apparently any coffee stand in Puyallup, it's one of those kinds of stands. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I pulled in, I was like, oh, there's a coffee stand. Good. Cause I just needed to get like a Red Bull or something or some energy drink to, I was dragging. And um, so I get there and I'm like going in my pocket to get, um, to get some ch- uh, change or money out to to pay, and I look up to order, and uh, <laughs> totally off guard. Yeah, totally. And and I'm just like, I gotta go. <laughs> and I just left. I didn't even get my. I didn't even get my drink. I just. I just left. Uh, I was. It freaked me out. It, it totally caught me <laughs> off guard. I did not expect that at all, yeah. and it was. It was terrible. So anyway, this horrible. bikini barista girl had a worm in her ear. Keep going, Tracy. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's the news, fellas. 
So let's talk about this really brief, briefly because we're already well over an hour, and I want to. I, but I do want to touch on this because it's something that I've I've wanted to bring up for a couple weeks now, and I just wanted to ask you guys, Steve. I sort of know because of our relationship in our younger days, where we were, you would come to my house, we'd watch a movie, especially around Halloween. It might be a scary movie, <clears throat> so I I have a little bit of that past. But so if you guys don't know, so my mom was and is so she's a big Stephen King fan she's a big horror movie fan in general she loves the scary movies and at a at a relatively young age and when I say relatively young think like 10 11 12 years old my mom would let me watch Friday the 13th Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street all those sort of classic Mm slasher-esque films but she was (laughs) she was very she was very deliberate about, I could watch heads get lopped off. I could watch arms get lopped off, people disemboweled, all the scary side of things. Right. But the moment she knew, and you always know in those movies, when the top's about to come off of the young co-ed, that I had to close my eyes. I couldn't see the breasts, but I could definitely see the guy get his eyeball popped out of his head by the pitchfork coming through the back of his head. Right. The result of that was I spent from about the age of 10. You're always turned on by blood. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, No, what I was going to say is I spent from about the age of 10 until about the age of 24 not sleeping. I didn't get a lot of sleep at night because I stared at my closet door in my bedroom, convinced that Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, any of those slashers was going to come out of the closet at any moment and stick that pitchfork through my head. And so... I have now, as I've gotten you said, older... You said Michael Myers, right? Yeah. Not what? not Mike Myers. Right, not like, Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah Austin, not Austin Powers, Powers come running uh, That would scare me also. Now, as, as I've moved into adulthood, what I have found is that that sort of scarring as a young kid, I don't like scary movies now. I have completely moved... I have no desire to watch a slasher film... I have no desire to watch scary movies anymore. And so I have a lot of friends that I work with, a lot of friends who they'll do something like in October because it's the month of Halloween. They will watch a different scary movie every weekend or they'll try to watch a different scary movie every week. What They, they have their own traditions. The week leading up to Halloween, we watch a different scary movie every single night. I, I am not that person at all anymore. I don't care to watch those movies and it is not because uh, it's not a moral issue or anything like that or because I think those are trash cinema, nothing related to that. It is that childhood of watching those things, remembering how terrified I was, and now being completely turned off from those things. Do you guys, Steve, I think I know with you, but do you guys watch, do you watch scary movies ever? Do you watch, especially like the slasher type horror flicks at all? Right. Exactly. So, so, um, what's interesting is I used to hate those movies. Absolutely hate them. And I didn't, um, I didn't like them. I, I, I still don't think I've seen a nightmare on Elm street. There's like, I I haven't seen, I think I've seen one, um, Friday the 13th. I definitely saw the Hills have eyes part two, but (laughs) I, um, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I never really liked them. But Wendy, Wendy likes them. And so I definitely watched a whole bunch of, uh, of scary movies with, uh, with Wendy because she enjoys them. And now I'm kind of like, okay with it. Like, I don't, 
you know, uh, not really the slashery blood ones, but but definitely like the the ghost stories and the um, you know the haunted houses and you know demonic possession or whatever. But um, what Tracy, I, you peg me as a guy who loves a good demonic possession film. Yeah, I mean, I've I it's well established. I am a sucker for demonic possession <laughs> uh, for sure. Though um, one thing that I've always liked the sort of the psychological uh, horror a a little bit more than the the gore. One, one of the things I think that has helped is that the scary movie, you know, those, the, the, the the, uh, parody movies that uh, sort of like trot out the old tropes that, because the eighties gave us so many of these formulaic type movies that, um, that pulled in all of these different tropes that like you could make fun of them. And so that, when you're watching these movies, you begin to see the formula and it kind of mutes that intense feeling that yeah. you had when you were seeing them as a younger person. Though this week I introduced my two older kids to The Shining. So oh, yeah. yeah, so The Shining still holds up pretty decently. And it has even a little bit of another weird effect being about 1980. So it has that sort of BJ and the Bear element, if I may. <laughs> bring up bj and the bear that it's basically is capturing a weird time in america at the same time of capturing you like the weirdness and psychological trauma that is going on in a movie that's uh a classic stephen king uh story though um i've never been like my dad liked horror movies quite a bit and i saw a lot of the older ones and alfred hitchcock and many of the other sort of older classics uh, a movie that um, The Shining really did freak me out because I remember seeing it one time on TV and then I had gone to take a shower in our house and my dad had snuck outside the window of the bathroom because he thought now that I'm kind of like amped up from this. that uh, So I go to open the window, which I always did because uh, we didn't have a good fan in our bathroom and he was right there where the window was open and then he scared the hell out of me and he laughed and laughed and laughed. He was a terrible dad. I'd do the same thing right now, <laughs> but um, stick a butcher knife through the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? So, uh, but he, yeah, he'd freak me out and laugh. And so, um, uh, I, I don't know. I got lost in my horrible childhood. I'm sorry. That happens sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, the, um, there, there were movies, I think some movies that, um, that are um, just play with your mind a little bit kind of bother me. And one of the movies that actually kind of scarred me a little bit, I saw as, as an adult and it was a movie that um, it isn't really all that old. It was, it starred uh, Nicole Kidman and it was called the others. Oh yeah. And it was yeah. an absolutely fantastic classic horror movie that still sort of bothers me a little bit because of just how um just how uniquely awful it was, but I do like, I mean, we, we've loved sleepy hollow with uh, Johnny Depp. And even though I wouldn't consider that to be a serious horror movie, it's a, it is a thriller for sure. But um, absolutely. uh, I still like them, although I don't um, uh, I'm starting to approach them again and living them through my children's eyes a little bit. Yeah. And see, that's part of where I'm at is that, I do not want to subject my kids to that, to what I went through as far as 
listen, I don't want to make this sound like I was, I was, I had this like psychologically tormented childhood where I didn't sleep. I slept fine. My point is though, I would watch those movies with my mom and then for a night or two after I'd, you know, be terrified of, of going yeah. to sleep because that's what they do. The monsters come out of the closet and you stare at your closet. I, I'm not scarred for life or anything, but I do, I definitely remember how scary those films were to me as a kid and so I don't want to subject my kids to that. At the same time, like I have no, I have no real desire. The the Tracy, you called out The Shining. The film to me that scarred me the most and that I remember the most by far was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Right. Because yeah. that film, and now when you hear the stories that came out about it, how they, you know, it was filmed in Texas in 110 degree weather and the director basically put the, the kids through hell in that movie just to get them in the right mindset of being in this whole thing. You sort of understand it all. But there are moments of that film that are just so they're just so real. Like nowadays, you know, you have a you have a slasher film or something like that. And somebody gets their head chopped off and blood sprays everywhere. And it's this big dramatic thing. And oh, my gosh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a scene where a guy goes running into the house and Leatherface opens a door and literally clubs him in the head and the guy falls on the ground and shakes and convulses and he just pulls him into the door and closes the door and that's it. There's no like, there's not too much blood, there's not anything like that and so it was so real, at least in my mind's eye, that I just, it just scarred me so heavily but Steve well Go ahead. It's so horrifyingly wrong, though, right? Right. Isn't that isn't that the element where you're watching is something that is so horrifyingly wrong? It should never ever occur. Correct. And so there's that that basic element that the scene itself is uh, is 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 fighting every sensibility that you have. So you want to look away and can't look away at the same time. Correct. Now the 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 movie I will say the only movie that has come close in my adulthood when it comes to that type of thing was a film Steve and I saw together in our adulthood. And it was called the Blair Witch Project. And at the yeah. time Blair Witch hit at that perfect time where yes, there was internet, but there wasn't internet like we have now. You couldn't, it wasn't so quick to like everything was on the internet and you could look things up and mm -hmm. you could know, Oh, that wasn't found footage and anything. And even though I think, you know, a lot of people who went to that movie, probably really didn't believe it was truly found footage you also didn't quite know for sure and it was such a phenomenon that people may not remember at the time especially young people listening it really did there was really a lot of cloudiness around that movie about whether or not it really was found footage there was lots of rumors they did such a fantastic job marketing that film steve and i went to see it in downtown seattle right well not downtown u district something like that yeah and because really Wendy was Wendy was with me when we saw it, right? And Tessa was with you, and and yeah, I, I remember going. I remember when we came home because the four of us lived together. Well, I, I think Steve lived with us, and then Wendy. We lived. Wendy. Th this was when we lived off of 160th, um, up in uh, uh, up up in Bothell. Got it. So yeah. we came home from we we came home from seeing that movie. And I remember the four adults in the house, very much adults. I mean, we were in our 20s, at least and I, when I say 20s, mid to late 20s, did not want to go into separate rooms alone from each other. We were like milling around in the living room far too long. It was getting late into the evening. 
and we didn't nobody wanted to go upstairs nobody because that movie had affected us that much now you look back on it and i've actually since seen the blair witch uh, probably a year and a half ago just because i was like i haven't i've never seen this since it originally came out it it it's just kind of boring to me i think probably because now i know that it's not actual found yeah. footage and when you watch it there's really not a lot that happens in that film it's frankly just kids effing around in the woods yeah, camping. That, that truly was a classic sort of ghost story right, right? yeah right. That, yeah and and so when you when you can that that is why the all the action really it doesn't matter to the production or anything because that was not like a like a polished production and that's what made it believable correct the the psychological part of it there's where all the action was occurring mm -hmm. and so while that was going on yeah because i saw it later i rented it and i watched it and i watched it well after the hype i didn't see right, it right and so um i thought it was a compelling story and i liked it but it, it was never frightening um, but it was still disturbing though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that was, that was quite true. Uh, it might've been Steve. I think you were the one who brought up earlier that you have not seen a nightmare on Elm street. That's a, right. that's a prime example of really fantastic idea about this slasher who invades dreams. Right. And if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Great premise. But that was one of those ones that jumped the shark hard in terms of like, by the by the final installment of that film he was literally like he had become almost like a i don't even like a cartoon like he would pull yeah. people's intestines out and then do a tightrope dance across their intestines while he sang and danced like it just became so ridiculous that yeah. they definitely lost their way yeah. but i remember those like especially that first film just scared the living shit out of me yeah, it was that was one of those that where the odd numbered movies were better than the even number <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah, and it yeah. was funny because they would do like one and it was great. And then two came out and then it was like, what? And then yeah. then what the the one thing that I really liked about it that they did a good job, even though like because we talked about all those tropes that they that they pull out, like it was full of those. So a lot of those types of things really kind of came from that series. But one of the things that was really good is that they did a good job of disguising normal scenes so that you didn't know whether it was a dream or right. real until right. that we I were well in. Although Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street 3, the nurse scene was really unnecessary. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. they even did they even did the cruel thing of like they would do the scene at the very end of the movie with the very sweet music playing and you thought it was yeah. all done and wrapped up and then he would somehow appear and like grab the mom by the throat and pull her through the door behind her. And then it was like, so yeah, anyway, I just wanted to touch a little bit on, on scary movies. Cause I know we're headed into Halloween before we wrap up the show completely tonight. I wanted to ask you guys, d Steve is Zach. Old, is he too old for Halloween now? Does he partake he, at he, all? He loves Halloween, but he's not, I mean, he's not trick-or-treating, right, right? Right, right, right. Still likes to do all the decorating and all that stuff. So we, we still have a good time with it. And Tracy, uh, I assume your kids all dress up as Lysander Spooner? Yeah, pretty much, yes. Okay. And and unfortunately, uh, I have enough of my neighbors that uh, understand that they're not dressing up as Santa Claus. Right. Um, that uh, <laughs> yeah. that they're, they are, in fact, Lysander Spooner. Yeah. So, yeah, Halloween is a very big activity in our house. We absolutely love it. Our, even our yard is uh, decorated. So it is basically in the top three of holidays that we celebrate. So can, um, I, can I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing you as well as I do, 
You got Christmas at number one. Yes. Fourth of July at number two. Yeah, Halloween yeah, at number it. Halloween at number yeah, three. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. And then uh, Columbus Day is a distant fourth, but uh, <laughs> Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah, Arbor Day. I'm a big honestly. I'm a big fan of Groundhog Day. Just the idea, I I love it. I think it's hysterical. It is a ridiculous premise when you think about it. And if you've ever traveled abroad and tried to explain to somebody what Groundhog Day was, <laughs> it's. I mean, the sideways glances you get. All right. Anyway, we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, Steve, anything else to add before we close it out for the night? Nope. Tracy, how about you? Not a thing. Okay, then let's let's kill this thing dead. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we will talk to you all next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. Dave and Steve.